All right. Um, bringing another episode of the Steve Jaltz Appreciation Society. Um, tell you what, man. Uh, as we record this, the Phillies are over 500. Thank fucking God. Feels or, good. Or should we thank Callum Scott? Yeah, there are uh, two things that are going on. One, they're using a uh, particular song. What song might that be? Dancing on my own. Yeah, so apparently that was kind of brought up, I guess, by Scared Stubbs. Yes. Yeah, well, Scared Stubbs. And uh, that's that he, sounds like this if you haven't heard it. Anyway, that's enough of that. Um, the funniest thing I saw was an article saying that we all need to add it to our playlist and pretend we like it again. That's pretty <laughs> funny. Um, no, so look, we've got that going on. It, it kind of feels like you know there's something brewing again. They've um, they've been a, a bit hot lately. They just took three out of four from Arizona. It was a fantastic series where three of the four games – uh, were one run games. They won two of those three. The third win of that series was a fifteen to three blowout. Um, just you know, whatever. It is what it is. Those games happen, right? Um, and and look, Arizona is not a bad team. You're talking no. about the National League Western Division leaders. My thing with Arizona is you've got a hot young offense, and quite frankly, pitching wise. From what I saw, what they had outside of Merrill Kelly, um, and I know they've got Zach Gallen, I wasn't impressed. Right. Um, and I think that's going to be their ultimate fault. Um, look, they're in the division <laughs> with the Dodgers. I'm sorry, but the Dodgers are going to find some way to take first place. That's what yeah. LA does. There's no way that they're that they're not going to end up winning that division. No. If they, I mean, barring any kind of catastrophic failure on their part there's no way they 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 don't win that division um yeah. arizona very well could end up with one of the wild cards i could right. i can see that happening um yeah. they, like you said they're a very good team uh it's it's going to be tough because that is the the national league west is a tough tough division um much like the the nl east you know but they they could do it they could do it um, I, I do want to have your uh, thoughts on this um, as we record this. Uh, a couple of nights ago during the blowout game, you had a very interesting play where JT Realmuto uh, does a short fly ball to left field, which is subsequently caught by one Corbin Carroll, who's a hell of a baseball player. Let's not make mm -hmm. that mistake. Yeah, no, 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 he is. Good ball player. Um, but then decides to go back to basically pick up his hat or not, not he jt doesn't hit it i'm sorry he's on third at this point and uh cody climbs is up and uh my apologies there um but then jt realizes that as he's looking away the ball hasn't been thrown back to the infield whatsoever jt does jt things takes off and subsequently scores and the look on carol's face is priceless I, I messaged you about this. I played baseball from the time I was five 
until, you know, like junior year of high school. Uh, played some Garden State League. I didn't really play in high school because coach was a douchebag, but that's besides the point. Also, I kind of sucked. Uh, <laughs> I was I was better in Garden State than I was in high school. Um, and and I, and I played softball when I was in the Air Force. And um, I like to think I know how to play the game. And I like to think that uh, I wouldn't make a mistake like this because you're taught at a very young age to keep your head in the game and to know your situation, have your situational awareness about, you know, how many outs there are be thinking about while the batter is in the batter's box before the pitch is thrown, be thinking about the situations where you're going to throw the ball. Should it come to you where your cutoff is going to be, whether you're going for the lead runner, whether you're going for, you know, what your, what your goal is to do once the ball reaches you. I've never seen it. People were saying it's a rookie mistake. It's a rookie mistake if you're a freshman playing baseball on your high school team. It's a rookie mistake in T-ball, in Little League. You know, dude, I, I don't buy the rookie mistake in the majors. Nerves, maybe, if it was the first game of the season, but it wasn't the first game of the season. It wasn't spring training. It was a game you're quarter, what, a quarter of the way through the season, more than a quarter of the way through the season. And you're making this as a professional, you're making this mistake. Where the fuck is your head? Yeah, it was very, watching the play, and I've watched it several times now, it was very lackadaisical. And again, look, we all make mistakes every single day of our lives. Um, but it was so weird because it was so blatant. You know, it was very, almost very obvious that there was only one out. Right. You just caught out number two. And not only that, it's like, hey, I'm just going to go back to get my hat. Completely forgot. And the, the problem is, I don't know that his, if, if people are going to sit there and act like he forgot the number of outs or whatever that is. With what you're saying about situational awareness, that situation was there was a runner at third base. And that's what he forgot. Point blank. And right. JT took full advantage, and the Phillies just ran roughshod over that team. Um, I will say that Diamondbacks had one other player that I was really intrigued by, um, McCarthy. I think it's Jake McCarthy, outfielder. My goodness. That guy's got Trey Turner speed. Um, it was fun. Fun to watch him. Um, I, I, I honestly did not know about that guy until this series. So that was kind of cool. But the Phillies took three or four of Diamondbacks. They're heading into Oakland, who – um, that's another topic we can quickly hit here. Um, it's been approved in Nevada for basically them to build their $380 million complex. <sighs> Dude, what's the next few seasons going to look like in Oakland? Ugly. Ugly. And did you see they did the uh, the protest the other day? I did. Yeah, and it was um, – and um, actually, Daniel and I were talking about that. And uh, it seems like – that they had an attendance of, I think, near 28,000. Um, and it sounds like they had all of two gates open to let people in because there was long lines of people to still get in basically after they announced the attendance. Right. Because they don't care anymore. Like, they're all done. 
and that's a, that's a sin to me. Yeah. No, absolutely. It makes me sick. Um, you know, it, these are fans who have, they're in an, I don't want to say an impoverished city, but I mean, the city's not great. No. And they're, they've lost their football team multiple times. Yeah. And now they're about to lose their baseball team to the same fucking city. Um, yeah. They've dealt with a penny-pinching owner, a team that just has not wanted to spend money, a dilapidated stadium. It's it, Dude, It's it really reminds me of Major League where – I mean, think about, think about what happened in the movie Major League. The owner wanted to move the team, so they employed – like the lowest budget players they could afford. They had Charlie Sheen's character coming out of jail. <laughs> you know, like they were signed, they signed a dude that was dead. Yeah. They had like all these, like it's a joke and it, but it's not a good one. And I feel yeah. bad for the people of Oakland. They're, they don't deserve this, man. They deserve better. They deserve a better owner. They deserve a better situation. And I just, I feel horrible for them. Um, I hope they honest, quite honestly, and this is going to sound bad. I really, I really hope they fail in Los Angeles. They won't, or in in uh, Las Vegas. They won't, because Vegas is starved for teams. You and, and with the success that the uh, that the Golden Knights just had with winning the Stanley Cup, they beat the Flyers' record for the fastest expansion team to win a Stanley Cup. They did it in six years. Um, so you know they they had great success in doing that and vegas is a sports hungry town now and you know with the raiders with the knights with with the a's coming in people are going to support them the owners are going to make money it's going to be lucrative and i just wish that major league baseball would strip the fucking team from the ownership and i think you know but they seem inept and they seem like they're they're not putting the team out there and playing in good faith. If that's right. if that makes sense. Oh, it makes perfect sense. Um, the thing here's the thing that cracks me up, and I've said this for years about the A's, and this is going to sound really funny coming from me. Um, I, I'd like to think that I have somewhat of an a decent knowledge about the analytical side of baseball. Um, <laughs> And I've read Moneyball. I've seen Moneyball. Um, I'm a big fan of Billy Bean. Um, he's currently still the EVP, Executive Vice President of the Athletics. What I still find funny about Billy Bean and all the accolades that he gets is that the only World Series under his belt was when he won one as a player in 1989. He's never done one as the GM as whatever title he has executively, I'm sorry, you can spend no money and try to say, oh, yeah, we have a 90-win club, and you know we have this great team from 10 years ago that was so awesome. What did they do? Did they win the World Series? No, they didn't. No one remembers that. Right. That's great that your payroll was $20 million, and I'm so glad that you made the playoffs. Nobody remembers that. Right. You know, they remember, you know, winning the world series or by God, you had a great run and you, you did something, but no, like 
I, I just – there's got to be something to him being in charge for how many years now? And I don't know. I know he's not fully in charge anymore, but has basically helped to walk this team out the door. Seriously. Yeah, yeah no, I, I agree 100%. Mm. It's and it's disgusting to me. It's absolutely disgusting. I hate that Major League Baseball. And and look, I'm not I'm not a fan of the leagues being able to say, oh, you know, you, you, you can't do this. You can't do that because maybe there's a reason why they're doing certain things. But when it's this kind of situation where the team is clearly not operating in good faith, the team is clearly not trying to put a competitive team on the field they're spending like you know pennies on the dollar and it's it's clear that they just don't care they don't care about the product in the field they don't care about their fans the people that are paying for this shit they just they're there to make a buck and to save as much as they can so that they can make some kind of investment down the road and so that's, that's exactly what it is I'm just going to run to you real quickly, and I do not mean to speak ill of any of these players because all of these players are well more well-known than either you and I probably will ever be. Um, But maybe maybe one of these days we'll catch a break. I'm going to run through you real quickly the lineup that the Athletics threw out there tonight, and I'm just really curious to see how many of these people that you've actually heard of. Okay. Okay. Estuary Ruiz, Ryan Noda. Seth Brown, Brent Rooker, Jace Peterson, Carlos Perez, J.J. Blade, Kevin Smith, Tony Kemp. Wait, they put Kevin Smith out there? Exactly. Oh, Richie's going to fucking hate them. Uh, Are you making huh? a baseball movie? Yeah. No, dude. I, look, some of those names sound familiar, but it, it, it could be – like a case of mistaken identity. Like the other day, I was looking at, um, I was looking at uh, an article about the NHL, and it said something about the, uh, the Buffalo Sabers having a promising young player by the name of Dylan Cousins. And I was like, wait a second, Dylan Cousins? Did we trade Dylan Cousins to Buffalo Sabers? <laughs> and then I looked it up, and I'm like, oh, oh, he was a Philly. Like I, so I like that's the only thing is maybe they have a similar name or the same name, and. Because I, I knew I, – I don't know why I was confusing a Phillies player with a hockey player, but the names were exactly the same and spelled exactly the same, and I was just thinking Philadelphia, and now he's on the Sabres. How the fuck did that happen? The uh, the one name that stuck out to me, and this is going to be very stat- sad, the, the biggest name that stuck out to me, other than the ones that like I've known from playing like MLB The Show, whatever, um, is J.J. Blade. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, the guy's like a star. And I'm like, why do I know that name? It's like, he's not a star, but I know this name from somewhere. That's because he played college ball at Vanderbilt, and that's where we get most of our college baseball games oh. off the SEC network. So it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, he was a star at you Vanderbilt. <laughs> and I want to see something real quick. You know, while you've got that pulled up, I'm going to reach into my desk drawer here, and I'm going to pull out that stack of um, – baseball cards that I have the the tops baseball cards that I bought last year when Wawa was selling which I'm kind of pissed off Wawa's not selling ba- at least not here Wawa hasn't had uh boxes of baseball cards I'm telling you man because it's a, it's a they're hot item but they had them last year they had them like all year 
I could walk to Wawa, or not walk to Wawa because it's fucking hot down here. But I would walk into <laughs> Wawa, and I would every like almost every time, not every time, but I would walk into Wawa, and I'd be like, "Oh, let's see, right, I'm gonna get my hoagie, and then I'm gonna buy a, buy a pack or two of uh, Pops baseball." Let's see. All right, so do I have any A's in here? Diamondbacks. I have. Oh, I have. Uh, what's his name? You know what? That might actually be worth something. I have. Um, do you have a Pache card? <laughs> no, no, I wish. Uh, no, I had that dude from the Pirates that, that tore up his knee. Uh, oh, um, oh gosh. Uh, uh, can't remember his damn name. Yeah, what's his name? In- in- interesting name. Uh, yeah. Oh, Lord. What the heck is his name? Uh, oh, God, it's killing me. O'Neill Cruz. Yeah, O'Neill Cruz. I have Diego Castillo. All right, so I don't have any. I don't have any A's in here, so I can't play that game. What I wanted to see was if any of them had actually played or were still playing for uh, <laughs> for the A's. But uh, no, I don't. I have, I've got. I do have a card about Otani hitting his hundredth home run. Um, but yeah, I don't have a hundredth home run in the majors. I should say. Not yeah. Any, yeah. You know. Oh, tell me about it. There's, there's another real quick thing we could we could hit as uh, my goodness, that guy. Dude, oh, I, let me tell you, I am so fucking scared that he's going to end up with the Mets. He's going to end up with anyone else other than where he's at, and um, it's not going to be Philadelphia. Why not? Uh, dude. <laughs> How great would that be? How, Dude, think about it this way. How awesome would it be? If we got, uh, and I don't care, Otani, I- I'm swinging for the fucking fences because you know what? Dave Middleton wants his fucking trophy back, and so do I. So Dave Middleton's going to tell him this offseason if they don't win it. All right, guess what, fuckers? You know who we're signing? Or you know you know who we're getting? We're getting fucking Otani. We're getting fucking uh, Mike Trout. We're getting uh, we're signing Don Mattingly. Fucking uh, Greg, Greg uh, uh, not Greg Brett, uh, George Brett. We're signing anybody, every, anybody and everybody is coming to the fucking Phillies this year. Doesn't matter. We're signing the ghost of of uh, Babe Ruth. So who who's our ace right now, pitching wise? Just just throw me a name. Who do you think? Me. I mean, me. <laughs> I mean, no, it's uh, it's Wheeler. It's got to be Wheeler. So and and even at that. So real quickly, and I, I'm looking at Wheeler. I'm going to throw him up here. Um. The Wheeler's at a three seven three five and four, right? Right. <laughs> it's gonna crack you up. <clears throat> Otani is five and two with a three three four or three three two. I'm sorry, and also has more home runs than Kyle Schwarber. <laughs> so he's he's better than our best, and I and a higher and a, and a bit higher batting average, I believe, than Bryce Harper right now. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> All right, what about uh, what about um, what's his name? Castellanos has been hitting. He, he Nick, okay, now Nick, Nick's been Nick's been throwing it down. So you tell you what, though, here's the thing with Nick, and I've said this before, just looking at his numbers. Nick's three fifteen, only eight home runs. Uh, yeah. Tony has twenty one, but Nick's hitting. He's doubles machine. Yeah. Um, the thing with Nick though is that as good of a season he's having now, um, he is very like. Hot and cold season wise. Yep. So he was an all star in 21. 
He could very well be our only all-star this year. I don't know that that happens. Um, looks like Bryce might be that only taker there. I don't know that. Um, but here's the thing that scares me the most right now is if I'm looking at um, the uh, wins above replacement stat, which I like to look at. I think it's a fair stat. I know a lot of people have some disagreements about it. But Trey Turner, who we signed to $300 million plus contract, is currently at a .9. And only because he's really turned it up lately, it was really low yeah. before that. Cody Clemens, who was a add-in on a trade, throw-in. Yeah, he was just a throw-in. Is at point four. So we have three hundred million dollar Trey at a point nine, and basically a throw-in on a trade that's not much lower. Trey Turner's regular stats are two forty-nine, seven homers, twenty RBI. Cody Clemens' regular stats are two fifty-seven, four homers, and twelve RBI. And the the big difference is is that Trey Turner has almost three times as many at bats. <laughs> well, I mean, look, like you said, Trey Turner's turned it on. Um, I think it was really hard, and and I don't know, maybe maybe it's unique to him. Maybe it's maybe there's something to what I'm about to say. I don't know because I, honestly, I haven't been looking at the stat. I don't really give two shits about other teams. I only give a shit about the Phillies. Um, you know, <laughs> like I'm a baseball fan, but mostly just the Phillies. Whereas, like, I'll know stats and stuff for for hockey teams and football teams. Obviously, football because of fucking fantasy, right? Um, for other players and stuff. But with baseball, I, I, I tend to just focus on the Phils. How? Have the other players who played on in the World Baseball Classic, at least on Team USA, how have their stats fared versus other, you know, versus the rest of the league? Like, is is Trey Turner in a group where all of them kind of flagged off, you know, flagged a little bit at the beginning of the season and now they're starting to turn it up? Or how did that work out? Because my thing, my biggest thing is. It's got to be hard to be going at a win-win-win pace, step it down to go back to the ending of spring training, and then ramp it back up. I would say that, and here's my thing. I don't know, because you have Otani and Trout were in it, right? Because you had yeah. that big matchup there. And, and didn't uh, – Cassianos was actually – Cassianos and Real Muto were, were also both on the, on the Team USA, right? J JT and – um, was no, it Cassianos or was it Schwarber? No, it was Schwarber. Okay. Um, Schwarber is just whatever. He's going to constantly hit under 200, but hit 40 home runs, just how he is. Adam Dunn 2.0. Yeah. Um, love him to death, but he just, you know, he, right. he's always going to have more home runs than singles. Um, the thing is, like, Trout, you know, he was there. Now, his average is low. It's lower than his career. He's a career 300 hitter. Um, but he's he's hitting low, but he's still trout. You know, he's 14 home runs, still knocking runs in. Um, and I think that's the big thing, though, is that you have players like Otani who were in it. Japan won it, and he's still performing at a super high level. Um, 
maybe that is maybe you're right though. Um, Trout's average is lower. Turner has been performing nearly where he's at. Maybe there's something to that. Um, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I it could be completely. You know, maybe it's a, a player by player basis. Maybe maybe I'm just connecting things that are completely un, un unrelated. But that was kind of my thought process was maybe. And not that I would say, oh, man, I don't want my guys playing in the World Baseball Classic, because, no, I do. I want my players playing. I want to win the fucking World Baseball Classic every year that it that it gets played. I don't give a shit. That was, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I watched uh, most of the USA games and a couple of the, just the other countries playing, and I was in, I was vested in. Like, I was vested, not, not obviously not as much as the Phillies in the World Series. Right. Nor, right. nor the Phillies in the playoffs, but, like, it was so cool because it was like I felt like this was meaningful baseball at a time where there shouldn't be meaningful baseball, right? Because spring training is like, yeah, you know, whatever, you know, it is what it is. Your your stars get an at bat a game and they move on. This was like top level, and the cool thing was you had like players like Garrett Stubbs, who you know is our backup. He was representing Israel, which is awesome. Yeah. You know, and that was kind of a cool thing. We've talked yeah, about that. Fantastic. Um, yeah, and it was really cool because you had like players like that that got some like legit screen time, if you will, more so than like, oh yeah, he gets to play every Sunday. <laughs> you know, for right, the right, right. Um, but that no, was cool. So, all right. Um, enough on the fills. Let's let's uh, finish up some Flyers talk here. All right. So yeah. So um, the Flyers have started making some moves as far as. Um, you know, getting their front office together, getting their their player player personnel people together. They they got uh, Patrick Sharp to join the team. They got John LeClaire. They brought back as uh, I think part of player development. Um, but what was really interesting, <clears throat> and what I really liked when I heard it, was a quote from Wayne Gretzky and his parting words for Keith Jones. Because they were part of the the TNT coverage of the uh, Stanley Cup Finals, which we just which we mentioned, the Stanley Cup Finals are over. Uh, Vegas, congrats to the Vegas Golden Knights, fastest expansion team to ever win a cup. Um, I feel like I, I I do have to say I feel like they were kind of set up for it. Um, I feel like the the expansion <clears throat> rules, and it's I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Don't don't get me wrong. The expansion rules have changed since the last major expansion. And by that, I mean, um, you know, when the try, who did the, who did Nashville come in with? Nashville came in with the Thrashers, I think. Um, and they were not set up well for, you know, for success. The, when Ottawa and the Lightning and, and the Panthers and them all came in, they weren't set up really well for success, but the and the sharks and all them, but the the uh, the knights were set up from the get go. They had changed the expansion protection rules, and they ended up with a loaded team. So much so that I believe they were in the. I don't remember if they were in the finals in their first year. Or yeah, their yeah their first year they okay. So here's the thing. I'll run really quickly. You say loaded, so just just so. People are aware of this. 
every single season they've been in existence, with the exception of the last season, they've been in the playoffs. Lost in the first round in 18-19, lost in the conference finals the year after, lost in the Stanley Cup semifinals the year after that, did not qualify last year. Obviously, they win it all this year. Yeah. So they're, you know, they've been set up to go, man. They they were, they got a run and start. And, um, you know, and obviously part of that is due to their front office and, and kudos to them for having a smart front office, making good moves, bringing in good players and, and their player development. Um, but anyway, back to the, the issue at hand. So the Flyers recently completely cleared out their front office, cleared out everything. Um, and they hired Keith Jones and Danny Briere to act as co-GM, which typically in the past, the Flyers have had this issue where they have relied too much on former players to come in and, and run things. Now it was Paul Holmgren, Bobby Clark, you know, guys like that, um, retread coaches who played for him, um, Craig Berube, um, oh, fuck, I'm, I'm losing it here. But players that, you know, players that played for them that they, they brought back to, to coach and stuff like that. And they were, it was always the same people, just Ron Hexall's GM, just coming through and making the same mistakes over and over and over again, trying to recreate the past. Much as I may not like to admit it, hockey has changed. It's not the time of the Broad Street Bullies anymore. Right. It's, you know, hockey's become a more skill-based game. It's a faster game. Yeah, there's still a lot of hitting, but there's not as much fighting. It's not predicated on that. You don't have enforcers on each team, um, which I, I, you know, but I digress. Where they're, where they, I feel like they made a good choice on who they're bringing in now, finally. Um, they're starting over. They're starting a, an actual rebuild. They're trading off pieces. Did we talk about the Provorov trade the other day? What, the mm-hmm. last jelts we did. Uh, basically, Ivan Provorov, very, he's a talented player. Um, his rookie year he played with Mats Niskanen. Was, looked like he was set up to be the next superstar defenseman. Um, Niskanen retires after that season. Hasn't been the same since. He's, an, he's a minus player. Um, he's a defenseman who can't defend. He's not scoring points like he should be. The potential's there. He's not living up to it. Right. Danny Briere is his first official move, trades him and gets a fucking haul. Gets us another first round pick, gets players that can slot in now. Um, hits an absolute home run of, of move. Wayne Gretzky in speaking with Keith Jones and speaking about Keith Jones as he's leaving the TNT broadcast to join the Flyers front office, he says, I know Mr. Snyder's looking down and he knows he got the right guy to do that job. And that was on Jonesy leaving the uh, TNT booth to be uh, the Flyers president of hockey operations. So you look at, I mean, Wayne Gretzky, obviously the great one that's some great praise from him you know to he he knows hockey obviously and he know he can see Keith Jones's aptitude for hockey 
And for him to make that statement, uh, it just further endorses it. I, I'm, you know, I was sold on this to begin with. I love Jonesy. I love Danny Briere. Um, and I think that they've got a lot to bring to the table. And I really, I really have faith. And I really hope that this is going to be the turnaround that the Flyers organization has so badly needed. Um, and that they can, they can get the Flyers back to a legitimate, meaningful team sooner rather than later. Yeah, no, and and here's where I'll, I'll say my, my 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 piece on the Flyers here. Um, Philly's playing meaningful baseball pretty much and have for the last couple of years. Um, and really, honestly, ever since the Harper signing, quite to be honest with you. Um, Eagles, obviously, look, I mean, let's talk about that. Sixers even – we're talking three playoff teams out of the four. We throw in the Union. We're talking four out of five. Um, I think this is a good thing. And maybe we get that conversation back in where it's like, hey, come back to the family. <laughs> right. You know? Right. And honestly, because because really they're an afterthought right now. They are. If you think of it, like, that's the one – the only good thing about – where the Flyers are at as far as how bad they've been is I'm going to be in a situation to be able to take Peyton to some games and I'm not going to be fighting for tickets. I should be able to get some relatively good seats for relatively cheap to go see NHL hockey. And look, the Flyers may get their asses kicked, but at least we'll be in an NHL game supporting our team. Right. Um, you know, Peyton hasn't gotten to see any any NHL hockey up close and personal. He's seen some ECHL. He loves hockey. It's his favorite sport. And he really wants to go to a, to some Flyers games. So I should be able to make that happen relatively easily. Um, but I'm hoping that this, that this is really, you know, there's certain, like, touchstone moments that you can point to of when organizations start to turn a corner. With the Phillies, it's obviously the signing of, of Bryce Harper. And bringing in JT Romuto. You know, with the Eagles, it's the turnaround that they made in 2020 when they, or, or 2021, I should say, when they jettison, after jettisoning, jettisoning Carson Wentz, transitioning to Jalen Hurts as the starter, and they start off awful. And then it's like all of a sudden something clicked with the team. And they go on that run at the end of the year. And granted, they played some shit teams to make it into the playoffs. But the bottom line is they made it into the playoffs and then turned that momentum into a Super Bowl run the next year. Right? There's these, these moments in time that you can see where something starts to crystallize and you can build on that. And I'm really hoping that this offseason with this reworking of the, of the front office, reworking of hockey operations – Reworking of the of the franchise itself, getting rid of players that haven't lived up to their contracts and getting new players in, that this is really the start of something good for the Philadelphia Flyers. No, and uh, to close this up here, you got any uh, parting words uh, about the Philadelphia Eagles? Fuck Dallas! <laughs> <laughs>